every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I'm Mike Falkenstein here again with my co-host, Ken Watmore. And uh, Ken, we have a uh, a neat path that the Lord's putting us on on this podcast uh, in the... Yeah, I, I think so. And it's funny because I think we sort of have dropped into this path all the way through this, you know, every time we talk about, I think so too. We always kind of come back to the ability to, to do things here locally as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and even more than just locally, but ultra locally, right? Right in your neighborhood. That's right. Yeah. I'm really excited. And so maybe I'll give uh, folks a little bit of a kind of some background. Uh, Of course, everyone you may know, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, my deep heart, our heart really is to what we call mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. And so, you know, this uh, definition of mobilize to put into movement, to marshal resources for action. And so, you know, Ken, I've been really praying about ways that we could do that and ways that we could really practically help. And so in that prayer, I, you know, we did two episodes, which were one was how do we share a testimony Mm -hmm. and then uh, how to actually share a gospel presentation. And so hopefully people will go back and listen to those uh, episodes if you haven't. At that same time, I had in mind then to to, uh, get together with a friend of mine here locally. His name is Dudley Callison and ask him if he'd come on because he's, he's been very effective at reaching his neighbors. Mm -hmm. And so at least in terms of, well, before you think about going overseas, let's just be good at reaching our neighbors. And so whether that's in your neighborhood or if you're in an apartment complex, maybe you've got 10 apartments in your building or let's do that well and give people tools to do that well. So as I continued to pray about that, I thought, well, oh, I, and by the way, I had heard as I was talking with my friend Dudley, I had heard another someone who said, yeah, it's good to just kind of map out, you know, your neighborhood and begin to see who's there and sort of take some strategy to all of this. And so today in our episode of the podcast, Ken, we're going to introduce folks to a a project that we're calling Engage 13. And so Engage 13, uh, we'll have to explain that, but really it's a some practical tools for people to begin reaching their neighbors. So, Ken, as you first heard about Engage 13, uh, what, were you, what were your first thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, I, I, for, for me, it's, it's 
how do you get, I mean, you want to know your neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's two things you want, right? You want to, anywhere you encounter, you, uh, you should have a heart that they, you want them to know Christ. Right. Right. I mean, that's as a Christian, we should, we should really desire for people to know Jesus on top of that, where you live. I feel like one thing that's lost, especially in our country and so many neighborhoods across our country is knowing your neighbors and feeling comfortable with your neighbors, right? Right. Um, Whether or not you agree with your neighbors, whether or not you necessarily like all your neighbors, we're still called to love them. That's Um, right. And it's hard. You're going to mention it. I know, but it's hard. It's hard to love somebody you don't know. Yes. Um, And I think that uh, knowing people is going to give you a different level of comfort with, we have children, you and I do. I mean, Mm -hmm. I want to know what my neighborhood's like, who are the people in my neighborhood, right? And that's Sesame right. Sesame Street used to have the song to get to know your, the people in your neighborhood. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's so true. And I think we've lost that. And uh, when when we know them, it gives us opportunity to pray for them. And I, I think this is a very, like you said, it's a very practical way to just have a formula in your head that is easy to remember. Like, okay, I mean, Engage 13, as you explain it here, people are going to go like, oh, yeah, well, that makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So maybe we'll do that now. And let me just say in advance that all of this is just kind of percolating and in developing. So I think what we'd like to do eventually is to have some tangible something that people can print out, right, from the website yeah. to be able to know. So there's two or three steps that we'll go through today. The first is to sort of describe what Engage 13 is. And so what it is, is a way to be able to actually know the 13, just you're picking 13 of your neighbors, the houses in your neighborhood, to be able to strategically know them, hear their stories, and discover ways to be praying for them. And so as you mentioned, Ken, I think far too uh, few of us, you know, know our neighbors all that well. And so I had a friend of mine as I, as all of this was percolating, who mentioned that it's good to actually on a sheet of paper to begin to actually sort of map out your neighborhood. So what I've done, and then I've just asked you to do today when you came here was to sort of map out, you know, so you're actually, you're actually drawing a little map of your neighborhood. Here's my house. And then the 13 part of Engage 13 is we're just asking, we're challenging people to begin to invest in or engage in the three houses to the right of your house, three houses to the left of your house. So we're up to six, uh, the house across the street from you. And then three houses to that right, to the right of that house and three to the, to the left. And so, and so then you've got 13 homes that you're saying, okay, Lord, I will, I'm asking you to use me to impact these 13 homes. And so as I did it, you know, we've lived in our neighborhood about 10 years. I already knew, uh, nine of the 13 families in terms of their names and in fact, you know, again, we've lived here for a while, so we've 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 we have been involved with them at some level, but not enough to be able to really say, you know, that it's any kind of an impactful deal. And I know I asked you to do that same thing, and in your neighborhood, and you you've lived in your neighborhood far less than me, but uh, how did that go for you as you mapped it out? Yeah, so we've just been in the neighborhood for like seven months, and um, our neighborhood's situated a little differently, so. We, you know, we're thinking we do know the family 
behind us. Uh, we know the family across the street. We know the family next to them. And we know the families on both sides of us. So four, uh, five families um, out of the 13. Uh, and again, I'm using the one behind us because as I showed you, our 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 street ends right past our house. Yeah, you're on so, a cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's no one there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I five of the thirteen is uh, not enough. I feel you know. I mean, I want to know uh, all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's certainly some some real ways that you can do that. Yeah, right. And so the idea here is that at first you're, you know, you're mapping it out on an actual sheet of paper. Go through and figure out the the names of the families you already know. And then it gives you a, a pretty good idea of those that you need to go introduce yourself, right? And the next step is you know, heavily taken from my friend uh, Dudley that I mentioned. And I think uh, hopefully by the time we do our next episode, uh, we'll actually have an interview episode where we're asking him to come and give us sort of an actual, here's how this has actually worked in my own life. But just as I was talking to Dudley, he had written a blog post, which I'll put in the the show notes here. So I'm 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 using I'm I'm uh, borrowing heavily from you know from his content, mainly because he's a guy that's already done it really well. You and I now have committed to you know to 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 participate in this, and then hopefully over the course of the next months, every from time to time we'll have an episode where we do kind of an update on on how that's gone in uh, in in our own situation. So so the first step as you've mapped this out is do I know my neighbors by name? And so you're not going to really be involved or love people that you've never met, right? So meeting my neighbors is really about paying attention, seeing opportunities, you know, as they're, as they're out on a walk or you know, you're you're going to the mailbox and just remembering their names. And so that's really the the first step in it, because mm -hmm. what Dudley says is exactly right, right? You're not going to be engaged with people that you've never met. That's right. And so, uh, so that's really the first step. The second is, have I heard their stories? Which, you know, I love Dudley's approach to this because obviously it is just basic curiosity. Uh, none of this is hardcore evangelism, right? Uh, it's just kind of getting to know their stories. And, and as we get to know their stories, almost always their answers will tell us something about their work, their marriage, their family. And then, of course, we can, as we hear their stories, we can begin to know how to be praying. And so part of the idea in the mapping out your neighborhood is that hopefully as a family, certainly as an individual, as you're having uh, quiet times of your own, you can you can know, okay, well, this person across the street is a single mom, she's divorced, da, da, da. You can begin to pray. And that's all we're asking is at first is just to begin to pray. And can I know you that you know this, but power of prayer in people's lives, even when they're not asking you to pray, is pretty powerful, isn't it? It really is. And in fact, the, I mean, resting at this spot for a minute is critical because yes. this is this is the key to this. When you, when you pray for people, I mean, how many times in your life have you prayed for somebody, they didn't know about it, and then for whatever reason, God brought them in before you for some reason, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. and, uh, and gives you an opportunity to tell them, hey, I've been praying for you. Or, uh, you know, I'm praying for somebody and then all of a sudden, you know, you have the opportunity to let them know, hey, if you know, I just want to let you know if you need anything, 
you know, you can always ask. And undoubtedly, they come back and say, you know, I, I do need to talk to you about something. And they come back. I mean, That's when you, right. When you pray for people, I think that you start to see results of those prayers and God draws them closer. He's drawing them closer to him, but he starts to use you. I, I think that's a, a key element in our walk, right? Especially as we talk for about our, our missions and outreaches, God wants to use people who have a heart for other people. And when you exhibit that heart for other people, then God says, you know, Hey, I, I like what you're doing. Um, and I, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to use you now to help, you know, to bring this other person closer to me and, and, and give you opportunities to talk to them and serve them and share with them and uh, things like that. I'm, I, I'm not saying that I know uh, that that's what God says, but I do, I do feel like I've seen it too many times in my life where I've prayed with, for people. Um, they had no idea I was praying for them. And the next thing you know, they're coming to me asking me to pray for them or asking me oh, questions right. about things that I've oh, right. been praying about. Oh, right. uh, it's remarkable how God works that way. So, yeah. So he really does work in that way, doesn't yeah, he? That's yeah. Right. Yeah. It really is true. So, so before we take our break, let's just kind of review here because I think, as you mentioned, Ken, this is a nice place to kind of, to kind of sit on this just for a minute because as we talk about finding great commission fulfillment in our lives, God has already given us people who are quote unquote unreached or, right. or at least not Christians. Now you mentioned in your own neighborhood, you know, there are some other believers. Our next door neighbors are strong Christians, which actually, if you, if you challenge them to do this too, then you'd have maybe some allies in this too, right? That's right. You know, to be able to go, Hey, together we can be a real testimony and a real witness but what we're talking about originally is just getting to know your neighbors, hearing their stories, and discovering ways that you can be praying for them. And none of that is, again, hardcore evangelism. None of it is, I mean, it really is kind of a, a lifestyle evangelism or kind of a friendship evangelism, right? I mean, we'll get to the evangelism part, but certainly... As I've uh, heard other ministry leaders say, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's that's so true. Right. I mean, to just, you know, somehow uh, pummel people with the gospel at the very beginning. I mean, you got people that are living around you and yeah. to be able for them to see your life and vice versa and know, hey, that Ken is a guy who, yeah, he knows me. Yeah. And, as and he's you, taking the time. That's right. And as you get to know them. They're going to know you. I, and I really want to emphasize. So what we're, we're, we're not saying that it's, it's the need for them to know Christ is not immediate. Of course it is. It That's is, right. It's the most important thing. We're not saying that we're trying to just, you know, not worry so much about their salvation. We're, com we're completely worried about their salvation. Definitely. Um, but we're also saying that this is a way for you. It seems that most times it's harder for us to reach out to people right near us than it is to reach other places. You know, we can go, you know, if you, you can go away and speak in front of a lot of people and it's a lot easier sometimes than standing in front of the people that know you the best. Yeah, that's um, right. Being able to speak about things. <laughs> I would say, you know, this isn't going up to your neighbor and saying, hey, how can I pray for you? And that's fine, too. But this is just a challenge to see how I would say it's a challenge to you to see how God works when you pray for people and they don't know that you're praying for them. Yeah, I think that's you'll right. be surprised at how God 
moves because as these people know you, they're going to know like, oh yeah. So Ken told me uh, they always go to church and uh, they're, you know, they're involved in a Bible study and boy, he really believes all that stuff, right? That's so, right. Uh, when we have an issue, maybe he's going to come knocking on your door and say, hey, uh, I know you are a guy of faith. Uh, I just want right. to talk to you about something. That's, that's right. Better. That's good. And we'll get, we'll get into that because certainly being ready to share your story when asked is an important part of this. Yeah. So, uh, well, good. Well, listen, great conversation, Ken. Let's just stop for, for a minute. Let our friend uh, Tom Muller have a few words with us and uh, we'll be back. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Hi, I'm Tom Moeller. As a pastor or ministry leader, you know the value of having congregation members excited about God's work, both at home and abroad. Think about having a church full of people who know their place in God's great mission, engaged to reach the world for Jesus. That's a church on fire. Or maybe you're a conference director looking for a dynamic speaker to come in and point people toward fulfilling the Great Commission in their lives. Mike Falkenstein would love to come and serve your church or conference by making a great speech to attendees on a Sunday morning or for a weekend event, making your event a huge success. Mike has a deep desire to make your job easier. Visit Mike's website at MikeFalkenstein.com and go to the speaking page to find out more about how you can have him come and serve you in this way. Well, Ken, thanks for, yeah, it's great to have everyone with us and uh, great conversation in it. Yeah, I think this is, uh, I was going to say it hits home. Of course it does. We're talking about your neighborhood, right? So, well, if, if it gets right it for gets you and I, stuff, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, for you and I, we're going to take the Engage 13 challenge, right? That's and, right. Uh, report back to folks. And so, of course, we're not going to ask anyone to do something we're not willing to do first ourselves. And, sure. And, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that uh, many people will, you know, will uh, take this to heart. So, so we've got our first three things that we've uh, that we were doing in our neighborhoods: knowing them by name, hearing their stories, uh, discovering ways to pray for them. Again, many times without them even probably knowing. Right. <laughs> uh, number four is just finding a simple way to serve them, and so extending God's love in some practical, helpful way opens more doors than, you know, we could have ever imagined. And so, you know, watching a child uh, shoveling snow, feeding a pet. Yeah, I know we've done a number of those things. And certainly uh, finding ways to help it maybe is a way we show our love, Jesus's love even, uh, without an, an overt gospel presentation. I mean, it's just a nice way to serve others, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely think so. And uh, I, I wonder if taking out all the neighborhood rabbits is part of this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to jab. That That's one. right. No, in yeah, our in our kids, area, my yeah. kids have made a mission to try and uh, control the rabbit population in our neighborhood. That's right. So. Well, and yeah, we live close to each other, and it's the same for us too. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have PETA or somebody calling us now, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so hearing stories, praying, finding simple ways to serve them. Uh, number five, am I ready to share my story when asked? And Ken, you mentioned that kind of as we went to the break. Certainly over time, if we're doing these things well, we're becoming friends, right, with neighbors. And so we're asking them their stories. Inevitably, they're going to ask us, about ours, because that's kind of what friends do, right? right. Yep. And 
certainly in my life, and I, and I know it's the same for you, I really cannot share my story without mentioning faith, right, right. and God. I mean, even for me, being a full-time ministry, uh, you know, I'm going to have to say, you know, what I do, and introducing then faith into the conversation, I think, opens up some other doors to, to, uh, to maybe talk. And again, we're talking about something that's a long-term process, uh, but certainly maybe this is the point where we begin to at least bring into the conversation what we mentioned in previous episodes about maybe even just sharing testimony, because again, that's my story right here. I, as we mentioned in that episode, here, here's who I was before Jesus, here's how I got to know him, and here's my life after, and so... Being being ready to share our stories when asked is important, isn't it? That's right. It sure is. I think that's true too. I mean, I I think sometimes you and I probably don't realize that the I mean, our faith just becomes part of what we talk about, right? I mean, that's right. I mean, I think we realize it if we think about it, but if you don't think about it, and and I'm I'm thankful for this, right? It's just part of our life. It's just part of who we are. It's part. I you know, as I coach kids, I always tell parents uh in our first parent meeting every year uh before the, before the season starts is especially with new parents you all know me uh those who have been here and those who are new let me just tell you up front uh i'm a, i'm a christian father a christian husband uh, a christian coach and it's going to be a part of everything that i say so if that you know if that's bothers anyone then you know it's something you need to know going into this uh, right. right away it's just part of who I am I talk about Christ with the kids that I coach I talk about uh, Christ with uh, with the refs I mean I with the other coaches um, I let them know ahead of time we're going to be praying on the field so it just becomes part of who I am and what we are and in work I find that um, I do the same thing I work in a, a worldly uh, industry and uh, with that I found uh, multiple times where. I didn't even realize that faith was part of the conversation, but then I have uh, somebody on the other side of the conversation. They maybe they said something off a uh, word that I wouldn't use or something, oh, right? And then they, then they're yeah. all of a sudden catching themselves, apologizing to me because uh, okay. they realize that that might offend me, right? And it does. So I'm thankful that it does become part of our everyday dialogue. And in that, when we're talking to our neighbors, they're going to know, you know, that we attend church or our kids are in a youth group or whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to they're going to know that and they're going to start to get a better feel of who you are, which is going to make you more accessible to them for when they really need you. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's good. And so finally, then we get to the f- uh, the final point here, which is, do I trust God? And the, the point there is, you know, we're doing all this with the neighbors We're we're getting, we're sharing our stories, hopefully. And then really at the end of the day, uh, and it is very true that it's not our job to convert people or to save them. Some are interested, some are hungry, some aren't. And even for those that aren't, you know, being 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 willing to sort of uh, just walk with them continually, and you know, you never know what kind of uh, influence you can have, you know, uh, in that way. But it really is true that even as we have an opportunity to go as far as sharing our testimony, and then if the conversation continues to to be able to share a bridge illustration, none of this is up to us, is it? That's right. And I'm, I would say that I want to further the challenge a little bit on this one. So you're, you, I think, you know, we may, we may uh, in our neighborhood, certainly in our lives, when we go through these uh, conversations to get to know people, right? We're going to run into people who disagree with us. We're going to run into people who are the, maybe they might be even abrasive in the way that they might 
shun your faith. Right. <laughs> and I want to encourage you, don't give up on them. The I think Definitely. the worst thing that you can do is say, oh, they're... They're way too hard to talk to. They're abrasive, uh, and they definitely disagree with me. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to, okay, check them off, and I'm not going to talk to them anymore. I think that those people sometimes are the ones who might be, they might have a very strong wall up because they have the most questions about you know, whatever spiritual That's conversations right. they are afraid to get into, right? They have, they have deep questions and they have a deep rooted reason sometimes for their abrasiveness towards the, yes. um, so be there for them. It doesn't mean you have to, uh, go hang out with them all the time. Right. But you need to be available to them. Yeah, um, that's right. So d- yeah, don't, don't turn your back on someone just because you might think, uh, well, they were really, really nasty to me about my faith. <laughs> right. Well, that's okay. You still have to be a neighbor to them. Yeah, that's right. And actually I would say that sometimes people are nasty in that way. A lot of times because they just have had a bad experience with That's religion right. in the past, right? That's right. And so, and in fact, over time, you might find people that go, I will never attend yeah. another church service again after what happened. And I would say, really, meet them right where they're at. That's really okay for now. Yep. You know, because really then what that means is they didn't have an authentic experience with Jesus, right? It was about man-made religion. You know, what... Men got in the way of the of the of the larger story there. That's right. You know, so you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why people are abrasive, and sometimes it's just experiences that they've had. And but yeah. what you and I know, Ken, is that really an authentic experience with Jesus really should never have that kind of uh, result. That's right. right. And and that's why I say you don't want to be another one of those men. That's uh, right. That gets that just you know acknowledges <laughs> what they're their disapproval is right. Right. Um, and in that, I mean, if they, if they are uncomfortable with talking to you about their faith or maybe even abrasive, right. Um, that's fine. It just gives you another opportunity when we go back up three steps and say, Hey, now I know how I can pray for them. Yeah, you know, that's right. God, please, you know, um, I, I really want to have a relationship with these people as my neighbor. And a- along the way, you know, I am prayerful that you would soften their hearts to, um, to just hear your word, mm. um, to know your son. I mean, to be able to pray for people is again, the most powerful in all these steps. I really do think that. Yeah, I, that's right. That's right. And so even in the abrasiveness that then it give you an opportunity to know how to pray. Yeah. Right. So that's great. Well, folks, we're really excited about this. I hope this has been helpful. Again, I would just go back and say, initially take out a blank sheet of paper, do a little map, and pick out your 13 homes that you're going to begin to invest in, to engage in. And, you know, we'll have updates. We'll have more material, uh, more ways that we can help you to, to know. Of course, Ken, uh, before, we, before we end, I do need to say just super quickly that the maybe you don't live in a neighborhood. Maybe you live in an apartment complex or a condo. You know, maybe you can't map out your street because everyone's living above you and below you in an apartment complex Mm -hmm. and you can do that same thing, right? You just map it out in a different way and just know, okay, fourth floor is the Lopez family and the, the Williams, you know, you, you can map it out, uh, that way as well. So, and again, maybe it's not 13, maybe it's 10 or eight or 15 or whatever. So, uh, there's lots of ways to, uh, to go through that. So Ken, I'm excited. It'll be fun to see how this goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to implementing it. Yeah, and so we'll be hearing from my friend Dudley, who, uh, who's done a very good job of this, and I'm looking forward to having him 
and we'll maybe have some other folks come on the podcast as well. But hopefully, this will be a great way for for all of us to put into mo- movement this great great commission command that we've been given. So, thanks so much, everyone. Look forward to having you on the next episode. Uh, to, to to joining us again, you can get Ken Watmore at uh, uh, at Ken Watmore on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Missions Mike. We'd love to hear from you about all of this. If you have any questions, uh, thanks for joining us for this latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast.